welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins. Hey, this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. They're our presenting sponsor, and we're so grateful for Joe Turner, Kelly Polonis, all the team members over at Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're very grateful for, and they are hand-picked, Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So we'll talk about them throughout the entire show. Uh, a little recap from last week. Uh, we had Coach Jim Middleton here, Coach Jennifer Ida Miller, and we had Dr. Dennis McDonald. Talked a little Evangel women's basketball as Coach Middleton is taking over the reins at Evangel. Um, and his assistant coach, Coach Ida Miller, we welcome her also and, and to the area, and we're excited to see what goes on there. If you want to listen to that show, you can go to A Coach's Perspective. Under previous shows or on Apple iTunes, you can go to Spotify, Verbal, or on Helium Satellite Radio, all under A Coach's Perspective perspective all right let's get to our studio guests daddies fathers padres pops the old man pa the patriarchs that's right dads in this case sports dads and we gotta have to we have to love their passion we have to love their patience and their insane dedication to our experience as athletes dads come in all shapes and sizes and sanity levels we love them we want them to make them proud, and we want that ultimate approval, the ultimate medal that we all sought each and every time we step on the field or the court, and that's the old thumbs up from Dad. So I got a couple of dads in here tonight, and we're going to talk with them. And yes, I've vetted them. They're sane ones, so this is going to be good, right? No pressure, fellas, no pressure. Um, so I think, but you know, you all can be the judge. So stepping up on our podium tonight, Ryan Tui is here. Ryan Tui is um, a former athlete at Missouri State University. I know he's a familiar name in this area in the sports scene. He was an all-conference player for Missouri State University. And of course, a, a former football coach, former basketball coach, one of my former assistants. Is that one of the things that's still on your resume? It's a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> and bold. And right. bold, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, definitely um, a stellar athlete, um, not just in your own mind, but in a lot of people's minds. You you definitely have a great reputation in the athletic world. So Ryan Tui, dad to Quinn, a freshman at Glendale, and Rowan, who is a seventh grader going into Pershing. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We're glad to have you here tonight. I'm excited to see that. So real quick, tell me what sports um, Quinn has played. Uh, Quinn has dabbled in just about everything um he's currently doing basketball football track baseball and i think that's it right now so wow that's yeah yeah Yeah. that's great what about rowan uh rowan is similar he's doing basketball and um soccer right now and he has been working out this summer doing some football stuff it'll be uh his first year to play football will be seventh grade at pershing and and you know you you went to glendale kind of fun yep. to see your kids go in the same you know the same track that you did yeah it's exciting yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be fun good good i also have Dwayne banner in studio dad to deacon and Bo and jake and and chapel and and you know Dwayne, you have you were also a former athlete you were a coach and now you're the owner of creator design so you have you are a go-to for coaches in this area and not just for t-shirts and and memorabilia and and all of the different things but you also are a mentor. A lot of coaches talk to you. You're still in that world, if you will, with a lot of coaches. Um, tell me what sports Deacon played. Football, uh, basketball for a couple of years, and finished weightlifting 
<clears throat> the last year, and then also baseball. And what what about Bo? Bo was uh, let's see, he was football also, um, baseball. He did play basketball for a couple of years also. And Jake? Jake wrestled uh, football and baseball. And chapel. Chapel's all three. Uh, football, baseball, and basketball. So you're on the go all the time. We are on the go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're down to one. Yes. With chapel. Oh, I think I think that's wonderful. So so I've got you know some sport dads in here that have a lot of experience, not just from their own perspective, but now as as dad, we're going to really pick their brains tonight. Um, so ha- by the way, belated Happy Father's Day. Thank were you, you. spoiled? Uh, I worked. So. You- <laughs> So no, <laughs> no, not so much. I'm always spoiled. You're always spoiled. That's a good answer. Good answer. Um, so I am going to do something a little different. Um, I'm going to to have in each segment a couple of dad jokes. Don't you think that's appropriate? Sure. Amazing. Right. So I'm going to have a few dad jokes, and and we'll see see how they go. We'll be able to gauge them. Um, oh, did did you guys have? Did you hear about butter? I have not heard. I have not. Oh, never mind. I don't want to spread anything. Uh, there we go okay so i wanted you two on together because you have different angles all right ryan you're in the midst of youth sports right um Dwayne, you've you've got a 14 year old and a 23 year old so you've got a wide gap here that we can talk about some experience and some of the stuff that you're still going through so i'm going to start with you Dwayne. tell me you know as a former athlete and coach what's something that you have enjoyed most about sitting in the stands and watching your kids play i love to watch them compete um i I like to see them uh, compete at the highest level that they can. Uh, we have no expectations on that other than them being the very best that they can be. And uh, I love seeing them succeed, but I also like to see them fail. And uh, it's just a it's a joy to watch your kids play and compete. It's probably one of the funnest things I've ever done outside of playing. Right. <laughs> if you can't be out there yourself that's right yeah that is good I, same question you know ryan i mean as uh, you know h- highly celebrated and you had a lot of accolades as a division one athlete now you're sitting in the stands and watching your youth athletes how how, how does uh what's what do you enjoy about that i'll have to agree with Dwayne. i mean probably one of my favorite things to do is to go watch my boys play and it's whatever it is i mean sh- a shootout or an actual game or uh, you know a you know, one that means nothing or one that means everything. And, and for very similar reasons. I mean, I love, I love to see them compete. I love to see them, um, work hard. I love to see them learn the lessons that, that I learned and, and so many of us have learned from, from athletics that they're going to carry over not only to other sports, but in life in general. So, which I think is probably the biggest thing for me. And I think you, you know, you just touched on kind of what my next question was, but if you can expand on that, what is it that you hope that they get out of sports? Um, I hope that they, learn that you know no matter you know what obstacles you know are put in front of them that they can if they work hard and are committed to something that they can overcome them um and and hopefully learn that you know if they really want to they can do just about anything they want to do that's good same question i know that you said you wanted them to learn how to succeed and learn how to fail what else do you want them to get out of sports well life lessons are the most important um you know, just because someone works hard doesn't mean that they're going to succeed or that they will fail. And I think that what they can take away from it and that they can put into play five, ten years from now when they're in their first job, when they fail, how do we react to that? 
what's what's the right thing to do you know if if they've learned how to work hard it's it's so fun to see you know they've a lot of my three of my kids now have got have had their first jobs and so it's really neat to see them come back to me and say man they they said i did a good job they said i'm working hard and so i think a lot of that goes back to athletics you know and the time that they spent what they learned during that time that they spent working hard and then seeing the results of it, whether it's good or bad, and knowing how to deal with it. Well, and along that lines, I mean, you're running, I'm going to call, I'm going to say the word conglomerate because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the story of your business. I love the story. You know, you were coaching, you bought this uh, screen printing, and you were going to just do some summer camp T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I remember downtown Bolivar, your first location. Yeah. Um, and how it is now exploded, you have different, you know, you have an online presence that is incredible. You also have two different locations. So tell me, when you hire people, I mean, do you see some of those attributes? Do you look for former athletes? I mean, obviously you can't say that you, you know, sure. you're a former athlete, but do you look for some of those characteristics when you're hiring? Well, I will say that, you know, when someone comes in and they said that they've played sports, that they're an athlete, you you do get excited about that because you know that they've experienced uh probably some success and probably some failures and they uh they're they're well-rounded uh individuals typically um they don't usually overreact or underreact and it's really nice to see that kind of consistency in employees that um have played athletics and they've got to be part of a team absolutely and they've got to be able to take criticism yes all right, so that I am going to, to, to tease our next segment is we're going to talk about um, your kids taking criticism and how you, how you handle that. Um, and I think that's going to be that's something that sports dads sometimes set their jaw at, sometimes want to high-five the coach. Uh, it, don't, it depends on the situation. But when other people are coaching your kids and they're taking criticisms or they're failing, how do we handle that? So we'll, we'll save that for the next segment. Um, we're going to take our first break. I want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. All right, dad joke to go to break. You ready? Guy walks into a bar and he says, ouch. (laughs) We'll be right back on a coach's perspective. Well, welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and I have Dwayne Banner here and Ryan Tui. We've got a sports dad panel. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. They're owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact. Scientific studies, professional dietitians, the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And we all know Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective and you guys give your kids chocolate milk after workouts correct Uh, my kids drink a lot of chocolate milk (laughs) i wish my kids drank more chocolate milk right (laughs) (laughs) all right so i got to start a segment with the dad joke and it's not going to be about you know chocolate milk coming from brown cows or anything like that so (laughs) what's uh what did the horse say after it tripped i don't know what did the horse say after a trip (laughs) help i've fallen and i can't giddy up there we go. Did not know that it's uh, open mic night here. All right, so we're talking about being a sports dad, and you know, both of you mentioned you know some of the life skills that you would like your kids to get out of when whenever they're in organized sports. Let's talk about um, the age. 
what your philosophy is of the age. I mean, there is, um, I, you know, I, I, I had a, a mom and dad that were very mindful in, in athletics, and we didn't play organized sports until fourth grade, right? And so um, they wanted us out in the driveway, out in the yard. They wanted us playing, and, um, and it, it didn't hurt any of us. Um, however, you know, now I'm seeing, you know, kindergarten travel teams and, you know, first grade travel teams and, and people spending their vacations going to, you know, tournaments all over the country, you know, for their child. Um, what, what age is, is too young to, to start? Um, or what age should they start? We'll go, I'll start with Ryan on this. I'm not sure if I'm a good person to ask that question. Both of my boys probably started at three years old. Not necessarily <laughs> travel teams, but I mean, getting involved in, in, competitive sports and and being on teams um was that too early you know i don't know i think my biggest thing is i wanted them to do something and and be involved in something and enjoy it you know and and you know whether it's that or playing video games you know i'd much rather be outside than playing video games they're going to be spending occupying that time with something right and unfortunately in the day and age that we live right now i think if they're not outside or if they're not doing something active than they're sitting in front of a screen or on their phone or on, you know, an iPad or whatever. And, and I personally would much rather see them doing something active. So I don't know if they're, if too young, if there's an age, that's too young. Now there probably is an age where, you know, we don't need to go to the extreme and be traveling with five-year-olds, you know, right. around the country to, to play sports, right. but, but uh, getting started young, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. Yeah. Well, I, and I can help you. I you know, we didn't start till, fourth grade but my kids started younger because <laughs> right. because of that of that fitness component and i don't know that there was just maybe not that as much opportunity um but because now there's leagues you know everywhere and there's more opportunity for kids to be involved at younger age um what do you think Dwayne? well i think there's a place for travel baseball or travel basketball whatever it is and i think some of the problems with that is that parents are making those decisions and not the kids and uh, I have my sons have played travel baseball, and uh, I don't know what that age is either. I th- I think that when they begin to love something and they're asking for more, I think you it would be a good idea to give them more if that's what they want. Uh, not, hey, you, you're pretty good at this. I'm going to force you to go. Right. And I think a lot of the option needs to be with the kid. If they want to play at a higher level, then let them experiment with that. Um, but not every kid is a travel baseball player. Very true. Very true. And that's that's the tough part because they may want to be, but their skills are not there. Or they may have the skills, but they don't really want to be. So mm-hmm. it's, it's finding that balance and being able to support those endeavors. And I think you, you both answered my question with, with really it, it, the kid decides when they start want to play like for instance rowan eats a multi what does rowan play again remind me of his sports so i left one out earlier he did he did run track this year so track soccer basketball and then kind of along this line he played baseball on a very competitive team um last year and at the end of last year you know or i guess before we make the decision we always ask hey do you want to do this and he made a very mature decision to to say no and um and he honestly wanted to to focus on some other things, basketball being one of them. And um, and you know, I think there's a level when you're when you're starting to travel. If if the kid doesn't love it, like Dwayne said, and if they're not begging for more, right. then then you're wasting money and you're wasting time, and you and you know maybe burning a kid out. Yeah. Right. 
So. Yeah. And, and you may they may take a season off and want to come back to it, miss it. But 100%. if you don't give them that opportunity to miss it, and their skills aren't going to fall that far behind when they're that young. Um, I think I, I definitely believe that. But that's that's a great way to, to place it. Um, so, you know, they play all these different sports. All of your kids have played more than one sport. Um, multi-sport athletes, I'm a huge, huge um, fan of multi-sport athletes. I think it's very good. I mean, we could go into all the physiological reasons and um, the psychological reasons. Um, but is that something that, that you instill? Like, I, want, I don't want you to specialize just on baseball. Let's get some other different um, experiences. Yeah, Jenny, absolutely. We, uh, being at Bolivar, you know, we don't, uh, we have a limited number of, of athletes that play. We can't, we can't afford to let kids just play one sport at Bolivar. Now, you know, at Kickapoo or some of the larger schools, they may be forced to do that. So with my kids going to Bolivar, we, we for, we don't force, we, so highly suggest three sport athletes right. and uh, if you're not going to play a sport then you'll have to do something else and you're not going to sit around and do anything so yeah I, and i like just keeping them active uh getting them stronger faster you know and just helping them to become the best they can be i agree anything to add to that ryan um yeah i i totally agree with Dwayne, and and just in my own children's development i've i've seen and had other um, dads and coaches say, oh, you know, so-and-so, your son's doing this much better now. Um, do you think it's because he played this other sport or did, you know, did something in another sport? So, so I think, I think along the lines, what everybody's saying is that I think there are definite benefits to it for sure. Especially at a young age, mm. you know, to be able to try, yeah. you never know yeah. what kind of skills they're going to expand on, um, the older that they get. Well, and that's the other thing too. I've never, t- we've never told our kids, you're going to do this. It's like, do you want, I mean, they usually come to us, Hey, I want to play baseball. I want to, I want to play basketball. I want to play football. Okay. Let's, let's get you into it. And as long as they want to do that and as long as they can do it successfully and, you know, and, and enjoy it, I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. I want my kids to enjoy what they're doing. I don't want it to be a job. They've got, a long time to, to work and be miserable and <laughs> in, in, a, in a job hopefully not but, but well, uh, and sometimes they surprise you at uh what sports you know we knew nothing about wrestling and you know jake decides he wants to wrestle in junior high and you know we don't know the first thing about wrestling and it was quite an experience for us and he found a you know a niche that was different than his older two brothers uh and uh, was was very good at it and found some success but found some failure also and uh, so it's it's neat to see them do different things did you know a lot about wrestling nothing yes i, I knew absolutely so that was probably even more enjoyable it, it to, was to go and watch him because it's not you know you, what can what can you do yell pin him i mean that, that's about the only thing <laughs> yeah. can come on. i mean that's something that that would be incredible to be able to yeah. to be able to sit there and but being the typical coach sports dad you know i was an expert in wrestling in a matter of weeks if you don't believe me just ask my right? kids you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me 24 hours yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> well so you know so on that note um you know both of you athletes previous coaches you've coached your kids youth teams um how difficult is it sometimes to sit in the stands and be all cool, calm, and collected on the outside, but on the inside, it's a different story. Um, and anybody that, you know, kind of says, oh, no, it's easy. I'm, I'm the same on the outside as I am inside. I, I don't know that I believe that because it is emotional watching your kids play. Um, and, and so in, in transparency, how do you 
keep yourself a little calmer and cool, collected? How do you keep things in perspective of this is their experience and we got to let them have it? Ryan, I'll start with you because you're 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 competitive. I I've played board games with yeah, you. Yeah, I probably have a problem in terms of, of <laughs> being competitive, but and I'm really my kids will attest to this. I'm not very calm, cool, and collective. I, I think feel like I'm I'm collective, but I'm not. I, I'm very vocal, you know. And a lot of it is, I mean, I'm not negative. Um, I I'm trying to encourage and get the the kids and the 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 people sitting around me excited about what's going on. I mean, I the the that was the thing that I enjoyed most about sports was the way it made me feel, you know, when you're competing, when you're fighting for something. And so I, I want my kids and the other kids that are playing with them. I want them to feel that I want them to know that, Hey, you're the effort you're putting out there. We recognize it and we are excited for you and we want you to, to be successful. And so. that that's, that's great to yeah. be loud and proud like that. Yeah. Definitely don't put a lid on that. Yeah. I think that's something that in the stands we need a lot of for sure. Well, first of all, um, do I need to give the phone number out for his wife, Carrie, to call and <laughs> give us some examples about yeah. him not being calm? She may contradict like some of the things yeah. I said already. Yeah, just kidding. Okay, go ahead. I think sitting in the stands is probably one of the most difficult things I do. And uh, I don't say things out loud typically. Uh, now, I have before and have regretted it, but... Um, I think as coaches, it's 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 so hard to sit there because, you know, we always have our, a different opinion about something that maybe have gone wrong, but we also can be the most excited when something goes right, and you can be there to encourage the other kids when you see them fail or you see them having trouble. Uh, you can do that from the stands with a simple clap and, hey, come on, let's go. Yeah. You know, you can do it. And but I'm telling you, sitting in the stands is the hardest thing I do. That's so true. And and really, you know, with your past experience and people know that, um, you carry a lot of weight with other parents as well. And and I, that's something I think, you know, are you mindful about that at all? Whenever, you know, whenever you're in the stands, are you mindful about your behavior could really have an impact, a ripple effect, if you will, with some of the parents? Absolutely. Um, I want the people around me to know that I support the coach that's in charge. And and point out those good qualities about that coach and how hard they work and the time that they're putting in and maybe they see something that, that we don't. And uh, it's very important for our kids to understand that we are supporting what's what's going on. And, um, you know, if we want to talk about that when we get home and they have questions, I think that's the place for it. It's not, it's not in the stands and it's not in front of people. Agreed. I agree 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if, you know, if I let our kids or if, if we talk about, you know, the coaches or, or, you know, the negative things that are going on, you know, in, in the games, then, you know, that's just giving the kid the, the, the freedom or the right to, to do the same thing. And that's the last thing I want my kids to do is be complainers or make excuses or, you know, um, you know, they, they're in control of what goes on. Um, with them especially, and so they need to learn how to figure that out and, and deal with those emotions and, and move on. I love what you're saying about how they, they, they can't, you know, if they fail or if they lose, that, that they don't blame it on something else, mm. um, and, that, and that, 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 especially that they don't have control over. Um, I love that. I think that's one of the biggest lessons that they can get from sports. Mm. 100%. Really important. Yeah. 
All right, so we're going to take our, our last break. Um, I want to thank Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. Ready for the next dad joke? Do you know what Forrest Gump's password is? What's his password? One, Forrest, one. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. Dwayne Banner and Ryan Tui in the studio. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know service. They know how to keep their customers happy and loyal, and I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. They'll do a coast-to-coast search, find exactly what you're looking for, and in your price range. Call them at 417-326-7671. also want to thank West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com. Find Danny West on Facebook or at westlogging.com. He's going to give you a free consultation. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we want to thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance for also sponsoring this segment. I have Ryan Tui, Dwayne Banner, Logan Weber here in the studio producer I'm very grateful for. And, I, I you know, we're talking sports dads. And, and, of course, I'm opening and closing each segment with a dad joke. Here's uh, here's my dad joke. What has 18 legs and catches flies? Not sure. What know. has 18 legs? A baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. I really kind of thought you might get yeah. that one. Well, yeah. uh, that's definitely a totally dad. off. Yeah. Thinking about bugs. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> 18 legs. <laughs> Definitely. A oh, that's good. All right. Let's, uh, let's open this segment with, with the car rides, shall we? Pre-performance, post-performance. To me, this is one of the most impactful times that a parent can be with their, with their youth athlete. Um, and how you handle it and how, you know, how you want to handle it, sometimes how you actually handle it can be a big impact, can make a big difference. Um, when I was coaching, I oftentimes would talk to, you know, hear players say, please make us ride the bus home because I, I can't do the car ride. And so you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of power in these conversations. You don't think about it, um, but there is. So tell me how you handle those car rides um, when you're on the way um, to, to a game or if you're coming home. I remember my father would always, you know, did you have a good time? Did, you know, did you respect the game? Um, you know, he, he was a lunatic in the stands, but, but when we got into the car, when it was just one-on-one, you know, it wasn't a critique. It was, you know, tell me, you know, what, were you a good teammate? Some of those things, you know, and, and I think that I always appreciated both my parents saying that. So what about you, Ryan? We'll start with you. Um, I, on the car ride out for sure, I, I try to make sure that, um, they're both preparing themselves for the game, you know, focusing on the things that they need to do, what their responsibilities are. Um, maybe talk about some situational stuff depending on you know what sport they're playing um, and how much I know about it um, and then on the car ride home I you know I have a I have a great friend and I, for whatever reason this has always stuck with me he was like my parents never said anything to me they, they were just always like great job you're amazing you know and I just uh, you know I would love to be that person but I'm not uh, you know <laughs> it's that's not my nature I want my kids to to learn from the experience and I want them to get better and so the, the the coach in me or the former player in me or the just the person in me my personality i'm i try to be as gentle about it as possible and kind of help them kind of lead them into you know the to, to whatever you know mistake they may be made or something they could have done differently um but try to help them lead them to the answer themselves 
So asking more questions sure. instead of more judgmental comments. Sure. You're asking questions and having them filter through that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. I like that. You don't drop them off a mile from the house and say, you know, you had. <laughs> no. Not. So there's a balance there. Yeah. And my big thing is effort. I'm like, right. if, if you play hard, I, I mean, I, I don't care if you score one point. I don't care if you, you know, I don't care what you do. If you play with effort, you're going to pull, you're golden in my book. Yes. So. Oh, I lo- that's, I love that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with your effort comment. I mean, that's, uh, and I want to, I, I want to say that I'm not good at this sometimes. And there, there, all these things we're talking about, I don't want people to think that I'm perfect at it because I'm definitely not. But, uh, the car rides home are, they can be difficult. And, um, our toughest car rides home are if I don't think they've played hard. Those are the toughest ones. The the other ones they probably don't like if things haven't gone well. But we talk. I always want to talk about you know, hey, how could we have done this better? That's the coach in me, and I can't I can't deny the coach in me. And I'm always wanting to coach him, and I think I may overdo it quite often. But um, I want them to learn from their mistakes. You know, if if we've lost, wh- why did we lose? Let's go back and and relive that and see what could we have done to change. Is it our effort? Is it something that we can change next time? But I think the most important thing is when we get done. I'm proud of you. I love you. You acted right. You demonstrated great character, great in- integrity. You you encouraged your teammates, and you were a good. You were a good teammate. And uh, if we can say those things when we get done, I think that's that's the right thing to do. But the the most intense times that we have, and they don't happen very often, but if I feel like that somebody didn't give an effort, they didn't hustle, then that car ride is not good on the way home. And, and I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's yeah. fair. I mean, that would be, you know, in work, uh, if they're doing chores, if there's a lack of effort, they're going to hear about it. I mean, Absolutely. I think that's fair. And I think all of those questions are fair to ask. Mm. Um, I think the unhealthy conversations really stem from parents that, um, why didn't you do better? Why did you make these mistakes? Or they focus on, um, you know, the, the, the mistakes and not as a learning tool. Mm-hmm. Um, or they blame what you were saying earlier, Ryan, about blaming other people, blaming the officials or blaming, you know, the coach or blaming. Those types of conversation, I feel like, are the most unhealthy. And sometimes you may feel that way. You may mm-hmm. feel that way. But those are the ones that I think you have to. But the, the learning, I think, you know, while it's fresh in their mind, and as long as they feel that unconditional love, mm-hmm. I think that's um, that's huge. That that's, is huge. Yeah. Um, what you know? What do you think that? Um, what do you think is describe the most perfect coach? What do you think is one of the best coaches for your kids? I mean, you don't have to mention names, but just, you know, describe the best coach for youth athletes. What characteristics? Well, I think one that has high expectations, um, one that treats the kid with respect, one that um, if they're not giving their effort, I want them to say something. I want them, if they're not acting right, I want them to be corrected. And uh, I think one that encourages the the good and they discourage the bad and they have a higher um, expectation than just the game that they want a result outside the game that's the most important all of our kids have to and parents alone uh, alike need to get to this point that they don't have division one athletes very very few 
have Division One, Division Two. A lot of them will never play college. And so let's play these sports and let's get the right idea of why we're doing it, and that is for uh, life itself of and knowing how to deal with its failures and its successes. Agreed. That's yeah. pretty good. You want to top that? No. I'm just kidding. He kept saying the things that I was like, oh, I'll say that. I'll say that. Ditto. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so, very well put. Well, so let you know. Let me ask you this: You know, you've you've co- coaching your kids, Dwayne. You're currently coaching them. Um, then they get into school sports, and you got to release them to another coach. And it might be the same sport; it might be a different sport. Um, agree or disagree? You know, how how do you handle that with a coach? I mean, do you want do you want to encourage your child to go talk to the coach, or are you going to talk about the coach in the stands? Are you going to talk to the coach? What's your best way? I'll start with you, Ryan, to encourage when you agree or disagree about the experience your child's having. Well, I think, you know, just like life, if you have a problem with somebody, you need to go speak to that person directly. And not necessarily saying that if you, you know, want something different in your in your sport that you have a problem with the coach, but but it is your job to go talk to that coach. Um, so so if there's ever an, an issue that that um, one of my kids has with their coach or or they want more playing time or they want, you know, why why don't I hit higher in the order or why am I not starting? You know, you need to go talk to the coach and you need to ask them, what do I need to do in order to, um, you know, improve my status or, or, you know, improve my spot in the batting order or get to start, you know? So, so I put it on them and then if they can go talk to the coach and then, and if, if it escalates from there and the things they're doing, the things that the coach is asking and they still feel like something's not right, I may, go with them and just make sure that what they're telling me the coach said and what they said are the same thing because sometimes right. those words can change or, or what the kid hears is, you know, what the coach says and what the kid hears is sometimes totally different. Yeah, you know, there so. can be a loss in translation. 100, 100%. That's so. a very good point. Um, I think that's something that's really important because sometimes they process, but making them do that is the life lesson. I mean, you know, that's how they're going to approach their college professors. They're going to approach their employers. They've got to be able to have that. Yes, coworkers. They've got to have that assertiveness training. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think it has to mean something to the kid. If, if, if whatever's happening means enough to him, then, okay, it's your job. You go talk to the coach. You tell him what you're feeling. What, what are my options? What can I do? And, you know, I've got four boys, and I have seen all four of them handle those things differently. And it's it's really amazing because, you know, you, you'll see one of them that will he'll be at the coach's office the next day, you know, saying, hey, listen, respectfully, I might add, and doing it the right way, not accusing, not, not going in with guns blazing, but respectfully approaching the coach as the authority and saying, hey, what can I do? Or what did I do wrong? What can I change? And if it means enough, they'll go do that. I've also had uh, a son or two that they said, "Dad, it doesn't mean that much to me." And so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay where I'm at. I'm gonna do the best that I can, and this is where I'm gonna stay. Right. And we have to be okay with that too. That's hard. It Validate is hard. that. Yeah, that's hard. It is definitely. All right, so. You know, there is a small percentage that go on to college. There's a small percentage, you know, the ones that are in the headlines and the, and the leading scores, and, and, and your kids may be the stars and, and fantastic on that team, but sometimes there's going to be sports where they're role players. Mm-hmm. So watching, your, you know, your child go through that, it's such a valued part of a team. 
um, to, to be a role player and to do, to be that big piece of the puzzle that makes things happen. You might not get the accolades, but you are so valued on that team. So how do you help um, sell the fact that um, being a role player is really important just as much as, as scoring the points and doing those things? You know, we have this conversation a lot in my house. It's, you know, it's easy to go shoot baskets and make baskets and, 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 and get all the attention. You know, it is hard to play defense. It is hard to rebound. It is hard to do the dirty things in a sport. And the, and the people that notice it are, are the people who have played the sport and the coaches. And, and if they are not giving you, um, the accolades that you deserve, you know, behind the scenes, then, then they don't know what they're doing as a coach. You know, they, they should recognize and need to appreciate those kids that are, are doing the hard work, you know, um, that doesn't get recognized. And so, um, so, you know, I, I, I love those kids and I, and I take, I make it a point as a, as a parent and as a, as a, a, a fan of sports to go pick those kids out after games and give them a fist bump and yes. tell them great job. Yeah. So, cause those are my favorite players. Yeah, and you probably have, uh, I would assume, with with two boys that you know some of them are role players in certain sports. Some of them are, are you know, they're all over the gamut. Uh, but so uh, I think that with those role player times, that I think it's easier for me as a dad to encourage and to support when they're role playing than when there's higher expectations on them, because. I think if there's higher expectations, then you need to you need to rise to the occasion, and uh, not because you're a role player doesn't mean you're less important. But we always go back to this thing of effort. If everything is is revolving around effort, character, integrity, and and building the person, it doesn't matter if you're a role player or if you're at the top of the list, because everything stays in perspective. It's about max effort all the time, doing everything that you can. You don't have to be the best. But you be the best you can be. Right. Okay. So, so giving their best effort. They're working hard. They, they're giving, you know, they're hustling. They're being coachable. They're listening. By the way, coachability is a huge component of effort. Mm-hmm. They're doing all of those things and they still fail. Um, how do you handle that with your child? I think that's easy. I really do. I think it's, it's one of those things where I say, what else can you do? Okay. You keep doing what you're doing. Okay. And, you keep you keep giving max effort, and if you get noticed, great. And if not, continue to be a great teammate. And I agree totally. You know, it, giving max effort, you know, one time or two times or three times is not going to change where you are or who you are. You have to do it day after day after day after day after day after day, and and it's those little incremental growths that you get um, when you do it every day that. Um, at the end of the line, hopefully you're going to see the results of it. And if at the very least you're going to know, I, I can give max effort every day, day after day after day after day. And, and I can do it. And I've made myself tougher. I've made myself stronger. I've made myself a better person for it. You know, I'm still may not be playing, but, but boy, I have, I have really proven to myself and I can take that going into other things where I will be successful. Mm. And how about the respect you get from teammates and coaches? 100%. And fans. Yes. Yes. So, okay, so let's, uh, I'm going to pivot a little bit. You might want to buckle up for this question. <laughs> Sports dads. Uh, let's, let's talk about your spouses. Uh, you both have beautiful spouses that, um, highly intelligent women 
Tell me a little bit about, are you on the same page when it comes to parenting uh, your children in sports? Ooh, tiptoe on that. Why did they both back away from the microphone? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Dwayne? Well, um, I outkicked my coverage when it comes to my wife, that's for sure. <laughs> um, she tends to be the one that uh, kind of gives every situation uh, some, I don't know what the word is, but some stability. And she seems to see it from another perspective a lot that I need to see from. And so I think when we, raising boys, she's a very good boy mom. And uh, she knows how to talk to them. She knows how to love on them when dad doesn't. And so we we make a, I, I think it's a good team. But we agree on the most important things with the effort, the character, the integrity. How are you acting? Because she gets very, if you want to upset mama, you do something that you don't act right. Or you, you, you say something that you shouldn't say to someone that gets mom upset. Right. And so we're on the same page, but uh, she really keeps a lot of stability uh, whenever, you know, I, I lose, you know, right <laughs> when I lose it. <laughs> it's good. All right, Trina, we've got this recorded. If you need extra copies, let me know. We can play that on loop anytime. <laughs> Go. Ryan? Uh, I would agree um, with what Dwayne said. Carrie is very, is wonderful. I, I mean, she is the, you know, the the chauffeur and the, and the schedule keeper and, and, and she handles a lot of it. And there is a lot. I mean, our, our June and July calendars just for the summer are packed with multiple things every day. So, so I, I think in, in that perspective, she's amazing. And she, and, and like Dwayne said, she does a very good job of, of talking to the boys and, and, and loving and encouraging them. Um, I think where we probably differ a little bit is, is in the, the amount of, things that the kids are involved in the amount of time that it takes and and you know kind of like i said previously i feel like if that if that if they weren't doing those things they'd be occupied doing something else and 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 hopefully it would be kind of with the family but it may not be you know yeah. and so That's well said yeah yeah well said well i think i've got a couple of really good sports dads here you guys um, are fantastic and i want to thank you for for what you do and what you put into the experience and how you enhance it um and, and the mindfulness that you use in it so I really appreciate that. Um, Dwayne, thanks for coming in and, um, and being here. I really, really enjoyed it, Jenny. Thank you. Yes, I hope you come back. Ryan, I might have you back. It's We'll see, 50-50. Yeah. No, I love it when you're here. I love it when you're on my show. Um, I, I loved working with you. Um, you're, you're just got a great competitive mindset, but you also are grounded enough to um, you have a lot of fun as well with sports. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for being a teacher to me. <laughs> look out <laughs> i got that you got that recorded too right logan all right got it <laughs> uh i'll close i'm going to close before we go into post game talk of course i've got you know dad joke right yeah so let's see here uh why do golfers wear two pairs of pants why do golfers wear two pairs of pants in case they get a hole in one <laughs> okay 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 one more one more where do football players go when they need new uniforms and it's not creator designs it should be <laughs> new jersey Oh, and I want to congratulate Las Vegas on winning the Stanley Cup victory. I mean, speaking of, have you ever wondered why the corners of the hockey rinks are always rounded? I have no idea. Yes. Because if they were 90 degrees, the ice would melt. (laughs) All right, that's it. That's it.
All right, so let's move into our post-game talk, sponsored by Story Construction. They've been providing high-quality industrial and commercial construction since 1966. Visit Story, S-T-O-R-E-E, dot com for more information. Um, you know, we're going to have another sports uh, panel next week. We've got Ryan Schwitzel and John Beckham coming on, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to give um, give one of the, one of your sports dads a shout-out, you can email me at a coachesperspective at gmail.com. All right, so here's our post-game talk. You know, dads, you try. You work hard. You care. You love us unconditionally. I loved my sports dad, Dr. Tommy Burnett. What a bar that was set for my brothers and I. I mean, seven halls of fame, a national football champion, a Super Bowl champion, the winningest handball coach in the country. However, not one day of him coaching all of our youth sports, releasing us to other coaches and teams and coaching us in college, not one day did we doubt that no matter our performance, that he was unconditionally proud of us. As a star, as a role player, it did not matter to him as long as we gave our best efforts. As long as we were good teammates and as long as we respected the games. He wanted us to believe in ourselves and through that success he celebrated, through failures he celebrated. One of his quotes that always stuck with me is, Self-doubt is faster than the fastest feet and mightier than the mightiest muscles. So believe in yourself and you can accomplish great things. And may we all have the courage to use our strength to take adventure, seek serenity, and embrace wisdom along our path. Because that is how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.